Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. So welcome to episode 12. (laughs) The episode before this was actually the third episode of my Healthy Living series. So if you did not listen to episodes 9, 10, and 11, I want you to go and check them out. I created a healthy living series that includes three of my podcasts. They're all on healthy living and wellness, and I I just needed to give back in a way that I've not done before. I lost 100 pounds over a two-year period, and I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about eating. I learned a lot about fitness, and I wanted to share that all with you. So in episodes 9, 10, and 11, I discuss how you can lose 100 pounds, how you can use journaling to help you double your weight loss, and how eating plant-based is perfect for you. And I also took it a step further than just creating three podcasts for the series. I created a workbook. And this workbook is a companion for you to listen to the podcast and also use the workbook to help you self-reflect, self-assess, evaluate, and to program your thinking to make positive choices as it relates to your weight loss and your fitness and your wellness in the future. So definitely check those out. Now, for today's episode, I've titled it Doubt Your Fears, Not Your Dreams. And this was inspired by a quote that I shared on Twitter that went viral and, you know, about 20, 30, 40 people retweeted it within the matter of a few days. And I um I love this quote so much because it really makes you think about what you're doing with your life. <laughs> so the quote is, If we doubt our fears instead of doubting our dreams, imagine how much in life we'd accomplish. And I love this quote so much. It really touches my spirit. It really, really does. And I get a lot of questions from people who want to start a online business, a digital brand. They want to be a blogger or a vlogger or an influencer or They want to start their own product line and they just don't have the confidence to do so. And they come to me because I offer brainstorming consultations. Um, I offer them during the week for an hour and they want to know, like, how can I be good at this? And not only do they want to know, but they want me to teach them. But what I notice most about the people who I talk to in my brainstorming sessions is they just need the confidence. They want me to give them the confidence, you know? And I um, I visited four cities last year on a mompreneur beauty conference where we, my partner was Rachel Odom and we met with moms, hundreds of moms during the, the course of the tour. And, you know, a big thing in entrepreneurship is how do you get over your fears? Because everyone wants to know, How can I get people to 
buy my product? How can I get people to watch my YouTube channel? How can I get people to um, read my blog or follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, wherever they are? How can I get sponsors? You know, they, Janelle, you get sponsors for your events and you get sponsors for your video. How can I do that? You know, I don't have enough followers as you. I don't have the same amount of followers as you or I don't have any. You know, I, I haven't even created anything, but yet I'm fearful that it won't be successful. You know, how can I build a business as good as yours? And let me just say this, y'all. My business is okay. It's good, but it's not the best business out there. But my business is my best. I do the best I can every day in my business to grow my business. And I pray every day to God for success, for wealth, and for happiness. <laughs> And I have to ask for happiness because, you know, you can have success and wealth and be miserable and be bitter, be a bitter Betty. So I don't just want the success and the wealth. I want I want it all. I want to be successful. I want to be wealthy. I want to have happiness. I want to have love. I want to have fun. You know, I want it all. So, you know, when I think about uh, entrepreneurship and one of the things that I learned from being on tour and trying to um, empower women on entrepreneurship is that we let our fears block us from starting our own businesses. And because my core audience are African-American women, I noticed that our fears, our fears within the African-American community are really, really strong because we aren't raised to think like entrepreneurs. You know, we aren't taught how to be an entrepreneur. We aren't taught what you should do if entrepreneurship is a goal for you. We aren't even taught that entrepreneurship could be a goal for you, to be completely honest. You know, we we just think that we have to have a regular job. You know, I'll tell my story. My family, they're immigrants. My mom and my dad, they're from Africa. They came from West Africa, Liberia, and they were looking for refuge because Liberia was having a state of civil civil war. And when my mom and dad came to America, you know, everyone thinks that America is a place to be. And quite frankly, as an American, I agree, it is a place to be. I would rather be here than to be in a third world country where they're killing people and raping women and children. So this was the best opportunity for them. You know, my dad ended up going to college and he did get an education. My mom did not. She has a uh, GED, so she has a high school education. But my parents were not really business owners. Um, I do remember, though, my dad did have some real estate. So I guess technically I shouldn't say my family weren't, weren't business owners. My dad did have some real estate, but... Uh, that was like when I was either not born or much earlier to when I was born, um, much early on in my life before we had the opportunity to talk about it. My dad passed away last year in April, and um, we never had the opportunity for him to pass that knowledge down to me. I don't know if my dad even thought that that was something he needed to do because we're taught, you know, as a community of people, you go to school, you get your degree. And you get a job and you get a job that pays you and you move up the chain or you get a new job where you can make more money. But ultimately, that's what we're taught, you know. 
So within our community, safety is a big thing. We need that paycheck. We need that weekly paycheck or that biweekly paycheck. You know, we need to feel that. We need that to feel safe. We need to have a place where we can clock in and clock out and know that we have somewhere to go tomorrow and that after I work a certain amount of hours, I will be paid and compensated for that. We need that safety net. That's what we yearn for within our community. It's not very often that you hear of people who are taking risks and venturing off into entrepreneurship. And, and, and I think the part, main part of it is that we don't have faith in ourselves. We don't trust that we can be entrepreneurs, that we can control our own destiny that we can take control of our financial success and stability. And most importantly, that we can control our happiness. How many people are in jobs? How many of you right now have jobs that you hate? You absolutely hate, but you feel like you cannot leave. How many of you have jobs that you once loved? You loved it. You loved going in. You loved waking up and going to your job. You love doing what you do, but At a certain point, you've just outgrown the job and you're in a place now where you don't love it anymore, but you're thinking of what job can you go into next and you're thinking about where you can submit your resume and where you can get into a new field or maybe a new job or a new position within your industry, but you're still not thinking about what you can do for yourself and how you can create your own job. You're not even thinking that. How many of you are of that mindset? How many of you are being underpaid for the work you're doing or being overlooked because of something that is beyond your control and you've not been able to advance in your career? The interesting thing that I notice um, right now that we have or you have an advantage in is that social media has given millennials and you know people in my age group, I'm in my 30s, the confidence to start online businesses to be digital influencers and also to have an online business um, that sells a product or become a brand, an online brand. Let me let me let me also mention this. You know, having an online business is not new. <laughs> Instagram and Facebook did not trailblaze online businesses. Online businesses have always existed, but social media has definitely made digital business more popular and it has created a unique career path because what I do now as a social media personality, a digital content creator is a brand new thing. Um, but my main role, like when I con- when I think about what my title is, I'm an editor-in-chief. And that is not a new thing. It's not a new concept. Magazines and newspapers have always existed. However, my magazine, which is kinkycurlycoilyme.com, it's a natural hair and beauty magazine. It's an online magazine only. We are not in print distribution. We're not on newsstands. However, we're on your computer. We're on your mobile phone and we're in your email box. So, you know, social media has definitely given people the confidence to step out there and try new businesses because we now have more exposure to what other people are doing and we're able to not only see what people are doing, but social media 
and the amount that people share on social media has allowed us to see the beginning stages of businesses. No longer do we only find out about a business when there's a newspaper advertisement or there's an ad on TV. How many companies don't have the money, the resources to do that type of advertisement that we never know about? Unless we, of course, live within the communities where they're located and we can go and walk by their shop um, to see them. But how many companies don't even have shops yet? that are still brands and we just don't know that they exist. Social media allows us to finally see these brands and social media also allows for brands to be seen because they can use things like hashtags or people like me, influencers or celebrities to share what they're doing to give their business exposure. With that being said, Anyone can make money online. And I do mean anyone, you know. Um, I'll quickly tell my story. In 2010, I cut off my hair. I did what black women in the natural hair community refer to as the big chop. I cut off all of my hair because my hair was chemically treated with relaxers. And when I cut it off, I wanted an outlet to share my experience and my journey. And I had no one, no friends, no family who were also experiencing the same thing. So I decided to make a blog and um, blogging was not new to me. I actually had been blogging online for a few years prior. I would say when I started uh, college, I was blogging. So let's just say 2005-ish, I started blogging. So five years later, cut my hair, and I decided to create a dedicated blog for my hair experience instead of just using the blog that I was already working on. I was not thinking about blogging as a financial outlet. It was more so a journal. It was a place for me to put my feelings and my emotions and to put my pictures of my hair to share with women out there what I was going through because I didn't want for anyone else to be alone in their journey. And yes, there were blogs out there. And yes, there were vloggers on YouTube out there. And they were the women who who inspired me to do it on my own, but I was not thinking about it as a business. However, now, because women like myself have made this a business, people come into it thinking about it as a business, which actually puts them at an advantage because they can make make money a lot sooner with that mindset. So I started a YouTube channel because a lot of the blog posts I was making, people who were reading them were asking me if I could demonstrate this in a tutorial. So the blog was limiting in that regard. And so the tutorials on YouTube were a natural fit, a natural transition for my business, which wasn't a business, but for me to do because I wanted to continue to engage the women who were reading my website. Um, the social media part came a little bit later. I was always on Facebook because I had been on Facebook since like 2003 while in college, but there were no such thing as Facebook pages. However, when Facebook pages came around, I decided to make a Facebook page for my business, which is Kinky Curly Coily Me, and now it has over 680-something uh, fans there. My beauty YouTube channel has over like 9 million, no, has over 13 million views with uh, over 140 something followers there or subscribers there. And my blog gets millions of page views 
every year. And in 2012 is when I decided to actually make it a business, when I started thinking about myself as a business because of the opportunities that were coming to me. But I think that now people just kind of understand and know that sponsorships and working with brands is something that is achievable. It's not like this mystery anymore. Um, I did share with you all in my Elevate Your Online Presence podcast, which I believe is podcast number eight, I shared with you that I'm going to be creating a webinar. And in that webinar, I want to share with you how I've done it, how I reach out to sponsors, how I have grown my business. And I want to show you how. I don't just want to talk about it, but in the webinar, I'm going to show you how. So the webinar, I'm still working on it. It's going to come before the end of the year, I promise. So sit tight if that's something that you're interested in. And um, of course, if you want to be updated on that, you can absolutely just sign up for my newsletter because my news, the people who are subscribed to my newsletter, they get information first before I even share it online. So you can go to JanelleBStewart.com and right on the sidebar, you can sign up for my newsletter. But um, back to what I was saying, you know, um, that's my story. And that's how I basically started my business. It started there, simply just wanting to share what I was doing and enjoying doing that. Um, But when I actually now that I'm thinking about it, I actually had a business um, (laughs) or not. Let me let me not say I had a business, but I actually made money online prior to uh, having a blog. Um, Y'all know about eBay, right? I don't know how popular eBay is now um, because Amazon is a big, big, big business now. But when I was in college, eBay was huge. And I actually never had like an eBay store where I was selling things on eBay um, in a store. But I would sell my um, cell phones so that I could use that money to buy my upgrade on another cell phone. At the time, I had Nextel. And Nextel would come out with a new cell phone that everybody needed like every single year or year and a half. And of course, it was an upgrade from the last one because their phones were huge, huge construction cell phones. And um, typically, you know, construction workers use Nextel because of their durability. But then when the general public started using the Nextel because of the walkie-talkie feature, um, I think maybe more urban people really made that popular in my opinion. But they started to make more consumer-based phones that were smaller. And the birth of this really tiny cell phone came about. And I would upgrade my phone every time there was a new one. And I would sell my phone, my old phone, on eBay. And I would also sell old sneakers because at some point in my um, teenage years, I went from wanting to wear sneakers all the time to not wanting to wear them at all. And I had a lot of uptowns, you know, the Nike Air Force Ones. If you're from New York, we call them uptowns. And I had a lot of Jordans that I would wear and keep in the boxes. And when I didn't want to wear them anymore, I'd put them back in the box when I would want to wear them. I'd take them out. And I would also sell some other electronics. Like I remember one time I sold uh, a point and shoot camera and I sold an old computer for very inexpensive, but I did sell those things online. So I had made money online. And even though I didn't think about it as like a store and I was looking at my my sale of my equipment and my phone and my shoes as a means to an end, you know, sell this for $100 and then get your upgrade and you just have to add on 50 or 100 or whatever. I did do online sales. So my story just now may have resonated with some of you because you did the same thing and didn't really think about it that the same way you were selling stuff that you had, you could have made things to sell, um, you know, or or invested in wholesaling and then selling stuff like there's so many opportunities to make money online. So 
I'm going to revisit the quote that I shared in the beginning because I'm going to start talking about something else and the quote is going to magnify every single time I read it to you. If you doubted your fears instead of doubting your dreams, imagine how much in life you'd accomplish. You have to believe in yourself and not worry about what anyone else is doing. I think it's really interesting because remember I said social media has really created this new entrepreneur spirit into a lot of people, especially millennials. But I also feel like because we don't have the tools and we don't have the experience and we don't have the, um, you know, mentors in our family teaching us how to be entrepreneurs, we kind of have it backwards. And when I say we have it backwards, what I mean is we feel like we need to have followers in order to start. And you don't. You don't need followers to start. What major business or brand do you currently go to and shop at that waited to grow a following before they started their business? Nobody does that. Well, nobody did that because that's not what biz, that's not how businesses start. Businesses don't start because you have a following. However, there are people and there are companies now that wait for a following before they will begin and launch what they're doing. But it's really, really backwards because the following are all of the people out there that need your brand. They're already out there. They already exist. There are millions and billions of followers waiting for you to create your product, to offer your service, to share your information for them. Think, think of this, okay? Think of a major restaurant. The audience for that restaurant is anybody who eats. How many people is that? Everyone. <laughs> it's everyone. Everyone. So what do they do? They set up their restaurant. They market it. You know, maybe it's a newspaper and now online. Maybe it's through direct mail. Maybe it's on a YouTube advertisement. Maybe it's on a Google advertisement. Maybe it's through word of mouth, promoting and, and, and all that. They promote it. They engage the people who come into the restaurant. They service the community where they currently exist. And they repeat, repeat and repeat day in and day out. And that's how they get followers. The following is everyone out there who needs to eat. Let me give you another example. Think of a clothing store. Their audience are people who need clothes, people who need shoes, people who need accessories or whatever have you. How many people is that? Everyone, (laughs) everyone. So you set up a store, you market your clothing, you market your store, you promote, you engage, you serve and you repeat. And that's what they do. You may not want to have a restaurant and you may not plan on opening a store, Those are just two examples. I want you to be able to take what I'm saying to you and be able to identify who your audience is. It may not be everyone, but actually the best products are products that don't service everyone. The best products are products that meet and help someone who has a need, whatever that need is. When I think of my business, my audience is any black woman who currently has a relaxer, or has natural hair because the woman who has a relaxer in her hair needs the information that I offer to help her see that she can grow her natural hair and that her natural hair is beautiful. 
And once she gets that information, if she decides she wants to go natural, she has me to help her through that. She has me to give her the tools she needs to transition to being fully natural, to give her the tools she needs to take care of her natural hair, make product selection on her natural hair, and style her natural hair. And once she's fully natural, I'm going to give her updates on things that are going on and what she can try and things she can do. But most importantly, give her the confidence to maintain being a black woman with natural hair in a world and in a society where it's still not fully embraced. So that's my audience. It's not everyone, but she is my audience. And if you like to write, you could write a book, you can write an ebook, you can get a book published, you can self-publish a book yourself, or you can start an online website or a blog. If you like to sing, you can make an album, you can make videos on YouTube. How many people get found on YouTube? But you can, you still have to do it the traditional way. You still have to go out there and get the experience by taking the time to get booked for gigs, you know, or do open mic nights. You still have to do that, but you can make an album. And if you like to take photos, you can be a photographer. All you need is a camera and a subject. You can be a blogger and take photos. You can do videography. If you like to edit videos, you can edit videos for people. There are so many websites right now where you can sell your services for a fee if that's something that you want to do. If you like to make clothing, you can open up your own boutique right now. How many people are making merchandise, clothing, jewelry, um, products, and selling them online on places like Etsy, on places like eBay, on Amazon stores. How many people are doing that? Come on, on their own websites. You'd like to create events? Become an event planner. Make events for people and get paid to do that. Anything you like to do, find a way to do that. Find a way to sell it. Find a way to give someone what they need. That's all you need to do. You need to start doubting those fears instead of doubting your dreams. And if you're still doubting yourself, even after everything I've just said, I want you to think about what you're doing now as a career and think about what will happen if you never tried to do something else for yourself. Now I want to get into the question of the day. So today's question is, What am I good at and how could I make this a business? You can share your answers with me by tweeting me on Twitter at blackisbeautiful using the hashtag question of the day or feel free to send me an email at info at Um, Every episode that I create, I create notes for you. So if you would like the show notes from today's episode where I just break down everything I've said in bullet points in a a way that you can take it, print it out, or take it, put in your phone, and review and revisit, all you have to do is sign up for my podcast newsletter. And when you sign up for the newsletter, you will instantly get the notes right on your phone or your computer. And then you'll also get instant updates of every single podcast I put out. I send out the the podcast as soon as it uploads right to your email and you can download it and listen to it on your phone. Of course, if you're listening on SoundCloud and, and you have a subscription, you can then just subscribe and get the notifications that way or on iTunes. Um, but I want you to get those show notes because they they're they're hot. 
they're great. So let me get into the reviewer shout out now. My goal is to get one review every single day. So please take the time to review this podcast on iTunes. Leave me your five star rating if you loved it. And I will feature your review in an upcoming podcast. So today's video, today's first review comes from glamgirltv.com. She rated the podcast five stars and she said, great job. Thanks for insightful podcast. Why you're failing on social media. Your comments on having a purposeful intent is right on the money. Thank you. The next reviewer is Chantel B. Mason. She rated the podcast five stars and she said, love best podcast. Glad to see you reaching more platforms. Thank you so much. I'm just trying to engage everybody, y'all. And the third review for today is from Miss Jonah, Mrs. Jonah. She rated the podcast five stars and she said, love it. I really appreciate your advice on social media fails because I'm just getting into this for a bit for my business. And you're right. I need to think about my truths and just be me first. In fact, that's one reason why I follow you. So I know it works. Thanks, Janelle. Thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate the reviews. They mean so much to me and I really love reading them. So the next episode will be up next week. Right now, I don't have any topics, but if you have an idea or you have a question, please, please tweet me your questions on Twitter at Janelle B. Stewart. I would also appreciate if you can share this episode. I personally love love to share episodes while I'm listening to them. Um, If you're on iTunes or SoundCloud, you can share the episode to Twitter. You can share it on Facebook and you can even just send it to someone's text. Be like, hey, you need to hear this message, girl. All right. So that's it. Thank you so much. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.